And then this thing happened and it was like, oh my god. And you were like, yeah, right, I know. Yeah, that's too loud. Hi, I'm Shane. And I'm Jesse. And, and we're, we're their, their two, two dads. dads. Oh, that was much better. That was much better. We did like five takes with this beforehand. Yeah, it's like we're out of practice. And so, um... Nothing new has happened, and thank you so much for tuning in and listening. This and was a great episode. Yeah, it really was. We we discussed a lot today. I hope I hope everyone has some insight mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. is uh, ready to. I can't keep this up. I'm sorry I cried so much when I bore my soul to you, kind listeners. Uh, they'll they'll get over it, or they won't. <laughs> I mean, our our listenership. I think at last check, I think that was actually back in November, was all the way up to six. So, and I think they're all family. Six. Ah, ah, ah. No count jokes? None. Aw. Like, I might even just leave that dead air in there. <laughs> <laughs> you should. So, it's been since seven November months. seven months since uh, you heard our lovely nasally voices. Fatuous voices. Um. I know that when we uh, signed off last episode, we said that we were going to discuss the election, but quite frankly, we're not going to. And how. Um, Though, I guess, to be fair, we should say that 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 did have something to do with what was going on uh, with us at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of questions were raised as to whether we felt comfortable still even to continue with the process. Or mm-hmm. if we were still... Well, so one of the things we had to consider was if we got kids and if they got bullied because they were staying with two men. And that's never something I had had... Like, I thought about it, but I had never actually had to consider, okay, how would I handle this? What teachers would I talk to? What would we say to the kids? And there were just some things that became very real in the months after it and that is all i will say about it so um (laughs) i think even as far as like the house preparation goes like with the cleaning out the bedrooms and getting stuff painted and ready to go we are Mm -hmm. at the exact same point that we were seven months ago with one notable exception we have refinished cabinets in our kitchen (laughs) okay two noticeable exceptions oh what's the other one we actually have our license now (gasps) How could I have forgotten the most important part? <laughs> Our license has finally come in. We are we are licensed parents. And I have to say, um, I never miss an opportunity to lord that over somebody else who is mm-hmm. a parent. Uh, I have gotten plenty of dirty looks at my office by, you know, one of the, the parents who works there will say something like, oh, my child just is out of control <laughs> and being so crazy. And I'll say, well, you know, as a licensed parent... And you so, just get that glare. And and that combined with the fact that we have done uh, respite care for one of the foster kids we know, mm-hmm. uh, we uh, can I mean, say we are actually professional parents. Ooh. Right. We, we've, we've officially, the way the board payments work out, um, have been paid for being parents <laughs> for a day. A day. So, uh, yeah, we are, we are professional. We're no longer novices. We, um, it's exciting. 
Um, <laughs> let me point out here by saying also that we did not provide the respite care because of the board payments. Oh, that's no, no certainly uh, not. the um, the the foster child that that stayed with us is one of our favorite human beings in the world, mm-hmm. and we are spending well, we're trying to spend as much time with them as possible before they go back to their parents, their biological yes. parents. So because. Um, the plan is always reunification first. It is, and and it's exciting actually to to see this positive, um, th- this positive outcome in the foster mm-hmm. care system that that their parents uh, had run into a rough spot. They addressed the problem, they fixed the problem, and now they're going back home. So uh, that's actually that that's pretty cool in my opinion. Like, yeah. I I'm not gonna shy away from the fact that i'm gonna miss them like they're really cool but ultimately you know they get to go home and and that's Mm -hmm. that's best and i'm sure their foster parents will miss them too but i'm i do want to point out that even the social workers the foster parents and all that no one is gnashing or wailing their teeth about him going back everyone is excited that this is happening yeah so um oh you know there is one other big piece of of change uh dealing with the podcast do tell we have two microphones now mic one mine's mic one actually oh his is mic one mine is mic one (laughs) mine is mic two i i didn't say that oh (laughs) so anyway um so the part of the reason we have two microphones is because you know we uh we we really hate looking at one another and oh, it's so awful when we had just one microphone we had to kind of sit in a kind of i said kind of a lot there that's okay we're gonna keep it uh we had to sit facing each other in um with the microphone attached to a stool mm-hmm. and now we can sit comfortably in our chairs kind of naturally and it's nice um well and we don't have to be uncomfortably close to each other to talk to each other Right, because if there's one thing that I hate, it's being uncomfortably close to my husband. Right? Yeah. It's the worst. My it, breath is awful. It is. Um, I was going somewhere with that. Right, uh, but um, aside from horrible breath and whatnot, another reason we have two microphones is because, uh, well, there's going to be a, a big announcement on the the future podcast production front eventually. Um, mm-hmm. 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 So anyway. The only thing left with this studio, I think, would be getting the rug. Getting and the after rug. that, it should be... I want some more acoustic panels in the wall. I want to get the lights fixed above the desk. Yes. Well, I mean, I meant, like, recording-wise, but yeah. Yeah. Maybe we can just get the, um, the tiles instead of making our own. Maybe we should make more of our own. I really don't know. I don't know either. Listeners, what do you think? Let us know on the Facebook page what you think. You know, or 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 don't really, because I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. I don't, I don't like advice. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't take advice very well because you see, I know everything. So, God, that's not true. I mean, I act like it sometimes, but that is that is not that is not true. Uh, yeah. So on to like some real life current event news. 
and local to us local to us actually um so uh i don't think we've ever actually officially said that we were in the uh the greater research triangle area before but i i know we've mentioned that we're in north carolina mm-hmm. so you know um when all the internet stalkers come after us uh they are now able to zero in on us much closer Except for, again, all six of the people that listen to this podcast know where we live. I so. think most of them have even been to our house. Yeah, so if you... I mean, apartment. We, we, we have Wait, Who apartment. said we have a house? Mm. I don't know. Anyway, okay, so uh, real serious uh, current events news here, actually. So our local independent newspaper here in the Triangle, aptly named The Indie Weekly... Um, very clever i actually like it i i i you know, i'm not gonna lie um as one of them hippy dippy left-leaning types um i i rather enjoy the indie um i also actually really enjoy the news and observer um i do recommend supporting your local news agencies in this time of post truths anyway um not trying to get political so um Mr. Amador Batten was uh, flying with his son into RDU. I believe they were on United. Yes. Um, and uh, I guess one of the, the flight crew uh, had noted to somebody that they they were sitting very close to one another and he was being abnormally affectionate to the child. Um, they had fallen asleep. And I guess... She was concerned about Mr. Amador Batten's uh, hand placement near, she said it was too close to the child's genitals. So the plane, I guess, radioed ahead into RDU. And when they disembarked from the flight, the RDU Port Authority arrested him um, under suspicion of like child trafficking um, and took the child into protesti- or protective custody. Um, it seems like... Mind you, this is his adopted son. This is his adopted son. And I think one of the things that makes me most nervous about this is that in the article, and and we're going to link to this article so you can take a look at it, um, it mentions that, that he and his husband actually have to, even when they were foster parents, not just adopted parents, they, they had to carry around papers with them pretty much everywhere they went mm-hmm. to to prove that these children were with them were were their charges or now their children and i believe to be safe even like birth certificates or something to prove who they were and i have a couple of things that this really bothers me about i mean the the children that are in the foster care system already have enough trauma that they have to go through and i think Mm -hmm. to have to single them out by their parents having to carry around papers with them everywhere they go saying you know i understand that we're two men and this child who looks nothing like either of us is our child um and i i I do really actually appreciate law enforcement being on the lookout for human trafficking no doubt Um, but it i there, there are definitely parts of the country that if we ever have to end up going to with our children, that we're going to look very suspicious walking through airports, mm-hmm. walking through train stations, um, walking through the city. And and that kind of sucks. And the first time we have to take the kids through the South to go visit your parents multiple states away, it's going to be really nerve-wracking. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we have to drive through 
South Carolina to get there. And and nothing against South Carolina, really. It's a lovely state. Mm-hmm. But there's there's a bit of a reputation with South Carolina um, that that's hard to, to get around. Mm-hmm. Driving through rural Georgia will also make me a little nervous. It's not just South Carolina. It's just mostly South Carolina for me. I mean, really any rest area that we have to stop in so mm-hmm. uh w- the things that jesse and i were talking about were um let's say that we have a younger daughter who needs accompanying into the restroom mm-hmm. and i don't think many of these rest stops i mean i could be wrong but um do they have family restrooms? Do they have unisex restrooms that we can accompany her into and lock the door? But even if we can, like, I just get the feeling that we're going to run into that one person who's going to be like, well, don't you think that uh, the daughter's mother should be going into the restroom with her instead of her father? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have to look at them and try very hard not to roll my eyes and say, our daughter has two dads, mm-hmm. not a dad and a mother. So, what do you propose? And and that's where I'm going to get shanked. Um, I'm going to roll my eyes and give them that smart-ass response where essentially I'm going to say, well, what do you propose I do then? Because I'm not going to let my young daughter go into the restroom on a busy Interstate 95 rest stop in mm-hmm. outside of Florence by yourself. I'm just not. Um this is one of those times where uh, the word uppity might get used. <laughs> Don't use that word with me. Yeah, um, that's a whole different conversation about that loaded term. So <clears throat> so it poses some interesting, I guess, things that we're going to have to look into. Now, honestly, I don't believe that th- this is going to be a regular occurrence. I, I, I do despite what i say to a lot of people believe in the the universal decency of humanity um and i i do believe that that ultimately the people that we're going to meet in these rest areas are just trying to get from point a to point b just like the rest of us and they're just as upset that they stopped with their child to go to the restroom 30 minutes ago and they said they didn't have to go and there was a kicking screaming crying match in the car until finally everyone piled back in they got back on the freeway and little timmy or betsy or whoever their name is said i have to pee again (laughs) <laughs> and they're all just trying to 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 pee and make their way and get to their destination with everyone with the same amount of blood they started with you know what though i think if if we you know i'm not even going to say that because we've been doing really well on on road trips recently mm-hmm. we... it should be pointed out before we get too far afield that in that vein mr Amador batten did not expect this to happen often either he and his husband considered this to be the worst case scenario that they were preparing for and didn't think would necessarily happen in fact when it was happening he says he did not realize until they actually took his son that that's what was happening so yeah most times it will be people just thinking hey look at that dad taking his daughter to the the, to the bathroom or his son to the bathroom it's the one time it may not be that's scary. So we're at this point now where we have our license. We just need the house to be ready. 
And I know that the house is never going to be 100% ready. That's just something that that we're going to have to come to accept. Mm-hmm. But right now we don't have closets for the children to put their belongings into. And we had an incident with uh, our dog's GI tracts that oh. had us call in um, carpet cleaners not too long ago. So we have furniture stacked up on beds. In that was the, a fun three rooms. nights in a row. So... Um, the house is just it it's not just that it's not ready it's that it's not livable for people who are living outside the master bedroom um so we're at this point now where we had originally set june 1st to be our our start date that mm-hmm. that we would begin looking at placements on june 1st um we've now well we're recording this on june 1st now and our house is still not ready so we we haven't um we actually um were told not too long ago that that we were actually going to be assigned a new um specialist a new specialist thank you um whom we have not had the chance to meet yet so we Mm -hmm. know that that ball's not quite rolling just yet um but we we were talking about um maybe july 1st would be an okay date to start Mm -hmm. but we we did you know we we had some things that we were looking forward to doing in july that we can't we can definitely do with kids it's just that when we originally made the plans we hadn't considered uh the possibility of children being in the equation the spring was very difficult and it was often very hard to plan past june 1st until now um and and why was that jesse because you worked uh, more than 40 hours a week from January till last week, or actually this week, and uh, most of those were 50 to 60 hours. So um, I really just kind of didn't live here. Like, I, I slept here and I ate dinner here, but mm-hmm. I wasn't home until about 10 or 10.30 most nights. And it turns out working by yourself to clean up the, the mess left by just two people living in the house is on its own a whole heck of a lot we decided to look at maybe the beginning of august um but the problem there is we actually have um a a beach house booked uh with some friends of ours uh who also have families and we were looking forward to, to taking the kids to the beach and spending some time out there just before the start of school again um but we then kind of started thinking that if we're opening up august 1st to placements and this trip starts the first week of august then i don't really think it's it's quite fair and it's really not even right to say hey kids i'm sorry that this traumatic thing has happened to you and now you're in this strange home with these strangers but let's go to the beach yeah there's a lot of adjustment and it might take more than a week yeah in fact it will take more than a week (laughs) i'd be very I'd, I'd actually be really concerned if it wasn't. So uh, we're in the process of working through what our realistic timelines are. And I, I think that that's, that's kind of the, the biggest thing to, to look at, that, that we have to let go of the ideal situation because the ideal situation will never be the situation that pans out. Mm-hmm. There's a chance we're overthinking it, but there's a chance we're really not. So we're we're just trying to find that balance. Mm-hmm. Um and so this whole trying to to under over over under plan um 
got us thinking about you know maybe asking some other foster parents for opinions and options and then i realized that i knew exactly what was going to happen um it's what happens every time we talk to anybody who is a parent about what may happen with our particular situation Mm -hmm. they laugh at us and they talk down to us like we're seven years old talking about i don't know astrophysics or something saying oh well you just have no idea and it's going to be totally not what you expect and look at how naive you are i'm gonna say that it's cute but i really mean that condescendingly like i think you're terrible for even having ambition do you get that feeling ever not quite that level <laughs> but it's just you know we talk about like oh so um i i have jesse jesse's big uh, go ahead i have this concern well that's not a valid concern wait no but it's a concern i have oh well you'll get through it and i just want to look at them and say do you not remember when you were imminently going to get kids biological or otherwise and the concerns you had can you not speak to it from your perspective and your expertise and your experience and you know put yourselves in my shoes what would you want to hear at the time because i can tell you it's not it'll never be what you expect and i i get that that's the honest answer i really do Mm -hmm. um what i don't appreciate is something like us saying well, maybe one of the advantages, because, okay, well, first of all, because we're considering opening up our house to older children and teenagers, mm-hmm. um, we get a lot of people who just automatically shut down at the whole idea and think that it's a terrible idea and it's stupid. Um, but we can say things like, one of the advantages of looking at perhaps having an older child or a teenager from the start is the ability to look at them and say, you're misbehaving. And explain to them the consequences of their actions immediately whoever we're talking to will shut us down laughing at us kind of derisively um saying oh well you think teenagers are going to be so easy and my point isn't that teenagers are going to be easy i don't care whether the child takes to heart what i say i don't care if they don't really get it the fact is i can look at them and i can use my mouth to make words and the child will at least understand that i am saying words at them in fact we fully understand that teenagers in the foster care system may be intensely harder in some ways than younger kids but that's okay because we can say do you know what you did wrong and have a conversation instead of a two-year-old where you say don't do that and then they do it just to test your limits oh but don't you know that teenagers are going to do it just to test your limits anyway oh my god how naive you are <laughs> and <laughs> You're that's so how, cute and that's how the conversation always goes mm-hmm. well <sighs> it was nice to vent that um yes <laughs> and we know not everyone does that and not everyone does that intentionally but that is very much the response we get i i think parenting is one of those things that's that's not universal but it's near universal enough that everybody is an expert in it whether they've had children or not and they forget what it was like to not have that experience but i think a lot of the people that we're talking to are also people who have only had biological children and their training for what to do with children came from watching tv and reading books and seeing their parents do it if Mm -hmm. they weren't the youngest sibling and it's hard for them to understand that we do 
have this training and this training doesn't prepare us for everything but this training has let us at least i think the biggest tool that the training has given us is being able to at least identify a little bit more what are behaviors that the child is is expressing as a symptom of trauma or as a symptom of just being in the foster care system to begin with versus they're 13 that's how they're going to talk to you Mm -hmm. there was an entire week on that i believe it was just you're gonna see this behavior it doesn't mean that they were traumatized it means they're going through puberty and they hate you because they hate all authority figures right now deal with it and it's also not to say that there haven't been foster parents who haven't answered our questions or whatnot but the the community actually has been very um Mm -hmm. awesome with when we have questions reaching out to us and saying hey um and and they pose it this way which i like better they'll say hey you know when when little johnny came to us uh he actually was expressing something very similar and this is a method that we tried and it failed miserably let us know if you find something that works or (laughs) or um jenny you know was having this problem and we thought it was this and we kept trying everything that we knew how to deal with this particular problem and then one day something snapped and she finally opened up to us and we realized oh my gosh we were trying to fix a problem that didn't exist this is the real problem it's like the glitter lamp uh craze that's sweeping at least our community of foster parents one set of parents found a glitter lamp and it was cheap and they put it next to the kid's bed it's like and one it of made... those lava lamp things right yeah yeah except it's filled with glitter and it turns on much faster and all that sort of stuff but this kid was having real issues going to sleep uh because at bedtime they just weren't calm and uh they got the glitter lamp for the child and they spent about five minutes watching it and fell right asleep. And now every foster kid has one. And it's, you know, it works near universally enough that everyone is sold on them. And it's, you know, one family got it. It worked great. And if it hadn't been for the community of foster parents, several other people with, or several other families with similar issues would have not found that solution as quickly. And that's fantastic. Those are the kind of of things that that I wish other parents did for us more. Not just laughing, ha ha ha, you don't know what you're getting into, bye. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't know. I, I, like, I like solutions to be presented, not restatements of the problem. Or even just a, that stinks, I wish I could help you, but I got nothing. We're looking really just for the Chris Traeger and Perkins fix, that sometimes we just want to talk... And for the person to look at us and say, that sucks. So that about wraps it up for this week. Uh, thanks for dealing with us as we get our feet wet again. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll just, we're going to just call this season two, I think, and, and pretend that that was all, what did you say? A, a hiatus. A hiatus, yes. Yes. Um, I think it's obvious at this point that we don't really have much of a schedule, but we are going to try to do this regularly. Uh, as our schedules permit, especially once we do get children. Um, hopefully we'll have this down to Their Two Dads is hosted by Jesse and Shane, produced by Jesse, creative direction by Shane. Special thanks this week goes out to all of the people who stopped listening when we stopped recording and started listening when we started recording. 